0: guys, welcome to the Master Passive Income Coaching Sessions. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B and never work that J-O-B, that just overbroke job again. Now, these are the Master Passive Income Coaching Sessions, where I'm going to be teaching you specific topics on top of the normal podcast. I want to just give you as much information so you can be successful in your real estate investing. Okay, now let's jump into today's session and see what we're going to learn about today. Contracts are everywhere. And in real estate investing, we need to use contracts, but there's a certain few that we must know how to use as we're investing in real estate. So, the real estate contracts are not complex, but you need to have them. Hey guys, my name is Dustin Heiner with Master Passive Income, and I want to show you how to invest in real estate. And utilizing the contracts, real estate contracts, you're going to be able to make sure that you're not doing things wrong, you're doing things properly hopefully you won't get sued. Now, I would say that everybody can get sued, but if they would win, it only depends on if you have a good contract. So make sure you have a good contract. So the very, very first contract that you're going to need is a purchase agreement contract. And the reason why you're going to need that is as you're investing in real estate, you don't invest unless you own the property, or if you're wholesaling, you can't do that unless you're actually talking to a seller and you get it under contract. So what you want to do is you have a purchase agreement contract. That purchase agreement is between you and the seller. Now, again, if, uh, in other videos, I talk all about and or assigns, how you can assign this contract to somebody else. Like I'm an investor. If a wholesaler got a property under contract and they put and or assigns, they could literally get that piece of paper, that contract, Sell it to me, I'll pay them $3,000, $5,000 for that contract to then buy the property at whatever agreed upon price. So that's the assignment of the contract. Check the description below for how to assign a contract and how to do the and or assigns. I talk all about that in my my, uh, video below, so check that below. Now, as you are working with a seller, as you're working with them and you're getting a purchase agreement, you're gonna agree upon certain things like the price, the closing date, what's included, who's paying for the title fees, who plays? who's paying for the closing costs, who's paying for the realtor fees. You're gonna document all of these things that you're gonna agree upon beforehand. You're gonna agree upon it, you're gonna put it into a purchase agreement contract and then have you and the seller both sign it. As you, If you don't sign it, you don't have a contract that you don't have the ability to actually buy it. If you have a, you know, you handshake with a guy and you say, Hey, I want to buy your house. And they say, okay, great. Here's, you know, we agree on a hundred thousand dollars. You handshake on it. Well, they sell to somebody else for like, I don't know, a hundred thousand dollars or $110,000 or even $90,000 for cheaper. You can go to them and say, Hey, we had an agreement. They're like, well, you didn't have it in writing. You didn't have it in writing. It needs to be expressly written in order for it to be enforceable in a court of law. So have that purchase agreement with everything itemized out. Make sure the seller and also one big pro tip, make sure the person you're talking to is actually the title owner who actually owns the property, not like a third cousin or something like that. You definitely want to make sure you're talking with the owner. And that's what the purchase agreement contract. Make sure both parties sign it. Another contract that you're going to need to have is basically when you're going to be leasing out a property to a tenant. You need to have a lease agreement, a lease agreement, a contract that's going to say, here's what you can do and can't do in the property, like no smoking, no pets. Or if there's a pet, there's a pet fee of like $25 a month or um, there's, there's no clogging up the drains or whatever it might be. Um, you want to make sure you have a lease agreement that stipulates how long they're leasing it for. What's the rate if you're going to increase it in the next month or the next year, which you normally don't do that? You would just renegotiate that lease. But you want to make sure everything's itemized out expressly what they should not do with the property. I'll give you one instance. One of my homes has an HOA, a homeowners association. If you park in front of my house on the street, I get cited and I get, from the homeowners association, I get a fee or I get a penalty for them doing that. And so I expressly say no parking on the street because the HOA says no parking on the street. I don't want to get fined. I don't want to have to try to come after you after it. So we expressly write in there what is in the lease, what they can do, what they can't do. And you want to make sure that's in our big one. Big pro tip I'll give you is make sure it says no smoking. Like you might get some lease agreements. In fact, I've seen many lease agreements that doesn't say that. You need to add that in there. It could be an addendum or it could be another bullet point or something like that. No smoking in or around the premises, like a 10-yard radius around the premises. You can't even like, you know, open the back door, close the back door, and smoke on the porch. You can't do that because that smoke will eventually come in. I don't care how, how cautious you are. So you can have that stipulation too. So have all your stipulations. You want to have that, that lease agreement signed by you and the tenant with all the terms, so that you have that protection going in. Another one that you can have is an assignment of the contract. So when you're doing a purchase agreement, you can also have an, a contract. And if you have andor or assigns, remember that video is in below how to do and or assigns, where you can assign the contract. You can also, if you forgot to write and or assigns in the contract, you can actually create a whole nother contract. That's an assignment contract. You're saying, i Dustin Heiner as the buyer will sell or will assign this contract to somebody else and the seller signs it, you sign it and that gives you complete rights to assign that property to somebody else so that they can buy it. You can make a commission as a wholesaler and I have a wholesale video on how to do wholesaling in the video in the description below so definitely check that out as well. Another big, big contract that you will need to at least consider is a power of attorney contract. Now, power of attorney is Huge. It's, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say this lightly, that power of attorney, you don't, number one, you don't give it out very easily. And it's hard to get it. And I would say definitely talk to a lawyer, because obviously power of attorney, talk to a lawyer first, um, before you use the power of attorney. But here's a great thing about power of attorney. If you have a seller, let's say they're older, they really want your help. They give you power of attorney. Over a property or if you own the property already and you have somebody like your grandma's working with you or that she owns it and you're taking over as power of attorney power of attorney gives you complete rights as if you own the property so you can literally sell everything you can literally just take care of it as if you were the actual owner. So you want to make sure you have a good power of attorney contract because you never know when you're actually going to need it. You might need it with a seller. You might need it with your grandparents or something like that. You want to make sure you have a good power of attorney contract so that it's ready for whenever you need it. Now, I will say, as in everything that you sign, you need to read every single line. If you don't understand it, call up an attorney, talk to them, pay them a little bit of money. Now, it's not going to be a little bit. it will be a good amount of money, maybe $100 for an hour of their time. But trust me it will be well worth your time to actually talk to a lawyer, talk to an accountant, talk to people that are paid professionals if you do not know what you're doing. And the big reason why is that little bit of money. Let's say you get into a contract and you pay $100 to a lawyer to help you read the contract, understand what it says, put in stipulations that you need in there and not just take the contract as is. You pay $100. Let's say they find something inside that contract. Instead of paying... $150,000 for the house, you paid $100 for that time. But you realize this contract would actually be horrible for me. And I would actually lose $150,000 or something bad can happen. They can find that that $100 spent to somebody else give them their expert time, or they're giving you their time, their expert time, giving you that $100 is well worth saving $150,000 kind of like doing a background check when I because I invest in rental properties. Whenever any tenant moves in, I make sure I do a background check for every single tenant. So every single tenant does a background check. And on top of that, I review the background check. Now, what's great is even if it costed me $30, which is not very much, but if I had to pay for the background check myself and pay $30 for the background check, I absolutely would pay it myself. In fact, I have paid it myself. The reason why is that $30 could save me thousands of dollars in moving out of tenant. I'll give you a brief, a really quick example. Let me tell you a story. So I had a property and it was vacant and I was getting a bunch of people applying for it. I got an application on paper, looked stellar, like fantastic. Great record of employment, great record of renting, stellar reviews, all that sort of stuff. Great income. I look at the application, this is great. I said, okay, let's do a background check. I did a background check. She was literally lying on every single part of that application. I get the background check back and she had literally been evicted four times in the last three years. Imagine that four times evicted in the last three years. I said, you know what? I'm not going to be the fifth time That $30 paid to get that background check is so worth me not having the hassle of going, putting her in and then having to kick her back out and the thousands of dollars having to evict her, fix it up, clean it up, paint it all over again and find somebody else all over again so much better. So uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, I guess is what they say. So get these contracts, make sure you understand them, talk to a lawyer. I want to show you how to invest in real estate. Subscribe to my channel. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you guys next time.